0: Welcome to this week's edition of Hockey Unfiltered, the podcast with Ken Campbell. I am the sidekick, the Dylan Waugh. The Dylan Waugh to Ken's Ken Campbell. Wow, perfect sidekick reference, Ken. We've become our own analogy. Today we're going to be talking about hockey. We're going to be talking about Sid the Kid, O.B. Malkin, talking about a little bit more of the playoff race because it's the gift that keeps on giving. And stick around for Bill Garens coming on the podcast today. Yeah, I say we just keep it.
1: Okay, so you do all this research about. Well, I don't want to say who it was because you might want to use them for next week. I probably will. Okay, yeah. Okay,
0: yeah. But I know that people. Um, <clears throat> I well, we had a comment saying that uh, on your Substack, a fellow was saying that he he likes the sidekick references because he looks them up. Oh, okay. And it kind of and and he nice. verses himself on that. So what I think is going to be really funny is that now he's going to have to look up who Dylan Waugh is to mm-hmm. Ken Campbell. Mm-hmm. And he'll find nothing.
1: Well, he'll find it. He'll find a uh, Hyundai commercial. We make Waugh. I don't know who the hell came up with that concept. Can confirm but it's the worst ever.
0: <laughs> can confirm they did not make me. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I think you were fabricated in a Korean lab somewhere
0: specifically a korean lab well it's sunday no right? i know yeah, but yeah, i just yeah, i just yeah yeah i think that that yeah it 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 adds uh an w- air of preposterity to it preposterity okay prosperity
1: <laughs> prosperity no
0: that's not it either <laughs> uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be one Pros- of those mornings isn't it it is it always, yeah.
1: it always is it's-
0: <laughs> all right what do you want to talk about first? Ah,
1: uh, nothing. Just stop bugging me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you came here. We have Bill
1: Garen. We have Bill Garen. Bill, Bill Garen. freaking Garen.
0: So, should we quickly tell how that came about? If you want. Well, I think it's interesting. Yeah. We're we're on the phone yesterday, talking about what talking to- on your
1: telephone on the on the <laughs>
0: on the <telly laughs> phone. Uh we were talking on the telephone yesterday. Well I had to turn down my radio first. But anyways, right. my transistor. Yeah. We were talking on the telephone and I said uh we were talking about topics and I said I said, should we talk about the Minnesota Wild? I said, like I I'm just floored by how good they are and they just really should not be with yeah. like fifteen I hear. Fans complain about their team having dead cap when they've got like a five million dollar third line center. Yeah. Oh, that bug's yeah, not worth yeah, five million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Three million tops. Yeah, yeah. Two million dollars of dead cap we could have been using elsewhere. Yeah. That's a middle pair defenseman. Try
1: fifteen million in dead cap space. Right. It's almost still relevant. sixteen this year.
0: Yes. Almost
1: sixteen, and for the next two years, almost fifteen.
0: And so your response to that was me saying we should talk about the Minnesota Wild. Was do you want me to call Bill Guerin and see if he'll come on the podcast? And then Bill Garen's response to that was? Sure, I'd love
1: to. And I was like, yeah, we need you tomorrow. Like, <laughs> like, usually when I call a guy, it's like, yeah, yeah, call me like the week before and we'll see and everything. I called him and I said, hey, Bill, I kind of have a favor and feel, please feel free to say no, don't worry about it. You know, I got a little podcast. We, we're tape you know we're taping tomorrow morning yeah you know might you
0: be on our on a reel-to-reel tape yeah, yeah. deck
1: might you be <laughs> might you be inclined to do it and he said yeah sure yeah but that's bill garen yeah
0: that's bill garen he's yeah. a good fella
1: oh he pff, one of the best
0: yeah yeah well i'm glad to hear it yep all right well we'll find that yeah. out firsthand in about 20 minutes yeah yeah all right uh let's talk about you wrote an article on kencampbell.substack.com Subscribe for this podcast directly in your inbox, and of course, Ken's other great writing, including the article that we're going to be referencing right now. Is this the last we've seen of Sidney Crosby, of Genny Malkin? Yeah, I just
1: tweeted that. I didn't write it. Oh, shoot. Did you not?
0: Were you going to? Not yet.
1: I probably was going to at some point. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: So I'm uh, I'm just living in the future here. Yeah. 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 I'm just cars yeah, are flying, yeah, yeah. entire meals come in pill form. Actually, and yet there's still good old fashioned family sexism. Meet George Jetson. <laughs> what are you talking? About? <laughs> they did they did all this incredible stuff about the future in the Jetsons, you know, yeah. the flying cars, the, yeah, yeah, the made yeah, robot. Yeah, yeah. And yet the wife was still just like the lowest class citizen. Of, like, moocher. And they're just like, they're like, okay, so we're going to be able to invent flying cars, but women won't be equals. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves here. Yeah, okay, sure. (laughs) Moving on. So, you did tweet that.
1: Yeah, and and I just found it interesting because I believe Washington was officially eliminated last night. Right. Uh, So, they're out, for sure. Pittsburgh is... At the moment, on the outside looking in, um, I don't think
0: could gonna, reasonably get in.
1: Could get in. Could yeah. get in. They're, what do they got? Four games left. Yeah. I, I think the team they're chasing is the Islanders, not Florida. I think Florida has kind of figured things out, and uh, and and they're they're famous last words. Well, yeah, and they and they're. I think they're going to get in. Yeah. But but Pittsburgh is on the outside looking in. Washington is definitely on the outside. Yeah, um, and I just kind of thought, you know, is this the last we have ever seen of Sid Ovi Malkin, Chris Letang in the playoffs? Will we ever see these guys play in a playoff game again? And I would argue,
0: take that Backstrom,
1: and <laughs> yeah, and Backstrom, yeah, <laughs> and TJ Oshie, okay, John Carlson, all those guys, but yeah. but. I would argue that unless one of those guys either agrees to get traded and gets traded or yeah. signs somewhere else after his deal is up, I, yeah. I, I would argue, yeah we, yeah, we have seen the last of these guys in the playoffs. I think it's the end of an era. I think it, it really is the end of an era. And, um, you know, we all saw it coming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't say that this— that this day of reckoning was was is has come as a surprise. You know, and the thing that the thing that gets that that I find so incredible is that you know, all three of these guys, Alexander Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk about the myriad of reasons why those teams are where they are right now, yeah. Not one of them is that guys declining.
0: No, that's what's not, crazy about not it. Not one of yeah. them is. Yeah.
1: You know, I mean Sid and Ovi are playing or sorry, Sid and, and Malkin Balkin, yeah. are carrying the Penguins. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I, I doubt that even when they were in their prime whether they would have been able to drag this this crew up by its bootstraps and 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 uh and get it into the playoffs. Yeah. And and I mean Ovi's scoring goals. Yeah. Um, that's all that seems to matter in Washington anymore is, yeah. you know, whether or the not, Gretzky. whether or not he's going to catch Wayne Gretzky. Um, but, you know, the hockey news just did their future watch um, edition where they rank each uh, organization. Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh was 31st <laughs> ahead of only Boston,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which we'll see their day too. Yeah. <laughs> sometime. Uh, and, uh, Washington was 29th in prospects. Like they just yeah. they have, well, a- actually Pittsburgh has stopped trading all its picks. They've got first round picks, I think, each of the next three years. Yeah, and they're going to probably start to move in the other direction. Yeah, where they start getting more picks. But you know they've had very few picks, very few prospects. Um, you know, uh, and any of the ones that they've had, they've they've dealt for for now, and the Penguins just doubled and tripled and quadrupled and quintupled down on, you know, just that aging experience sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Like you didn't have to sign Jeff Carter for a couple more years, but you did. And so now like, so now I look and I, I I think it brings up two questions. Number one, what happens in Washington and Pittsburgh in terms of GMs and coaches? Uh, And also then now who picks up the, the torch? Who picks up the torch in terms of Sid versus Ovi? You know? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. Well, you know?
0: McDavid, uh, McDavid versus McKinnon. Matthews.
1: McDavid. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, but, I mean, that the, could, they could only be in the Stanley Cup final. To, oh, I guess, okay, other, yeah, that's you know? fair, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, anyways, yeah. So,
0: there um, we are. Two things on that. You know this is this is the double edged sword of uh, of this sport that we know and that we love, which is on one hand i I love the idea in basketball that they just kind of they just do whatever they want. They just go, hey, uh, let's put together a dream team and we'll all sign in. You yeah. know, yeah. wherever we're all sign, we'll all sign in L A. this year. And they just basically call up L A. and say, hey, you're signing me, and they say. Yes, you're right about that. And then they do it, right? Right. And that doesn't happen in hockey. But the other side of it is that I, I do, uh, you know, I, I understand that, like, as a fan of the Washington Capitals, it would be hard to see Ovi go. And I don't know if He's there's... He's not going anywhere. He's not going No, anywhere. no, I, I'm not yeah. saying that he yeah. is, but I'm just yeah. saying that that's the flip side of it, of right. this idea that right. as, you know, your, your fandom of your, of your team and your fandom of the sport... Mm-hmm kind of are at odds at loggerheads with each other in that sense. Right. Where right. if you're a fan yeah. of the Washington Capitals, you don't want to see Ovi go. But if you're a fan of just hockey, you'd love to see Ovi and Crosby and Latang and, yeah. uh, you know, and Malkin and all, all just turn around and say, oh, we're all going to sign, you know, in Arizona next year and just win a cup.
1: Yeah, but the thing in basketball is they do it when they're in their prime, right? Like yeah. they do, they do it when they're good when they're really good players. You could. There's no way you'd be I got able. Bad to put news those... for you. These
0: guys are in their prime.
1: Know, yeah, <laughs> not exactly. As it turns out, I, I think it's interesting because I think I think Sid's a lifer in Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: O- Ovi's a lifer in Washington. I'm not so sure about about Malkin. You know, three, I more, think years, the fact three, three more years that Malkin resigned. Three more years at six point one. Yeah. might make that prohibitive. Yeah, might definitely might make that prohibitive. Um, but you know. Does he agree to a no tr- Does he agree to be moved? And would someone take take that on?
0: I guessed it on Locked On Canadians, uh, maybe a year ago or what, about a year and a half ago, anyways. And talking about the free agent market, then I just kind of i i prognosticated, yep. as to whether Malkin would be re-signing in Pittsburgh and whether he'd be uh, an available free agent. And I – like, I didn't – Malkin's pretty he, – he keeps his cards pretty close to the chest, right, in terms of how he deals with media and stuff like that. And so I didn't know, does is he the kind of guy that loves Pittsburgh and has the ties and is going to be a lifer? Or is he the kind of guy that's just kind of like, well, that was fun and, and, and moves on? Right? I think
1: he's more of the latter. Uh, more of the former, sorry. More yeah, of the and, former. And, and, and I think yeah. that
0: signing that contract proved that he's more of the former. Oh,
1: sure, sure. Yeah. And And he would obviously have to approve anything that – yeah. That happened, and and if he moved on, yeah. but, um, yeah, but I think he would be the guy that that might be the one that would go, uh, if if anyone,
0: yeah, you know. So, so I I think have we seen the last of Ovi in the playoffs? Quite possibly.
1: Oh God, yes, yes, we have. Okay, we. Well, I, I, I think I think we absolutely have.
0: My question here is... I mean, they
1: refused They they've already gone on the record as saying. That they're not going to rebuild, that they're not going to tear it down and build it yeah, back up. Just
0: traded, because
1: uh, yeah, they it, yeah. And I mean they did get Rasmus Sandine and they did yeah. you know, they did make a couple of moves which which kind of suggested that they are kinda of on that in between sort of yeah. uh position, right? But I mean to them, like to me it it's in Washington right now, it's just all about Ovechkin getting the record. And, you know, so you look back and you go, okay, well, you've got your one cup. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty good, but it's not...
0: It's one more than a lot of teams in the NHL have had in the last yeah, 15
1: years. Yeah, but it's fewer than Chicago, it's fewer than Pittsburgh, it's fewer yeah. than LA, it's fewer than yeah. other teams as well. And that team was had a lot more potential than, you know, right. I... I, I I would argue that the Washington Capitals as an organization have underdelivered.
0: I would agree with that. Underdelivered. I would agree with One
1: that. One cup, they should have had more.
0: Yeah, I would yeah, agree with that. Yeah.
1: And and to me, this is a team that's just very slow, very old, mm-hmm. uh, and just doesn't have a lot yeah. coming up. Yeah. Which you see. And yeah. so now you go and you look at the banner from twenty eighteen and you go, That's why we did all of this. Right. You know, it's better than being in San Jose,
0: yeah.
1: and looking up and seeing no banners, it's better than being in Nashville and looking up and seeing zero banners up there.
0: We got conference championship. You know, banners. it's better
1: than being in maybe Toronto and maybe seeing no banners. You know, yeah. Um, so, the
0: yeah, moths so- ate those banners.
1: <sighs> A million moths would come. Or they or they're hanging. Toronto out, Maple Leafs banner.
0: Or they're hanging in the loblaws. At college,
1: I was just there the other <laughs> at the day. Old They're Maple Leaf
0: Garden. They're not there. No. Um, so so what happens? So what
1: happens now?
0: I think I think that it would be entirely within the realm of possibility for Pittsburgh to take a step back next year and do a soft tank. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I think that the fact that they gave Latang and Malkin. The term that they gave them uh, suggests to me that they realize that this is not a this year, next year thing.
1: Well, I mean, what? So,
0: and with some reason, Tang's under
1: contract for five more after this year. Yeah. And Malkin's under contract for three more after this year. Sid's under contract for two more after
0: this year. Right.
1: Like that, two years isn't going to be enough.
0: No, I agree, but I mean you can pretty much put it in the bank that Sid's going to resign.
1: You would think, you but would think. all
0: I'm saying is that I think that they're they're thinking to themselves with load management and not playing them more than you know, twenty you know, eighteen to twenty minutes a night. You're half in, you're half out. Have yeah. fun
1: with that. Enjoy it. Go ahead.
0: Well, but you Go don't ahead. you don't think that the question was Are they going to make the playoffs again? <clears throat> The question was not are they going to win another Stanley Cup? We I don't, don't think that I don't, they.
1: I don't think they're going. To, I don't think they're going to in the next couple of years.
0: I think that Boston is sort of the poster child for that. Take a step back for two years and come back stronger.
1: Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe, but I, I don't, I don't see it. I mean, what are they going to do with Tristan Jarry? He's a, he's an unrestricted free agent. Oh so,
0: no! Well, he's been. I don't know he's, been, he's fine. been good. Yeah, I I just. It, Tristan Jari is the level of goaltender that I don't invest anything into. He's in that mix of yeah, yeah, fine yeah, goalies in the league yeah, yeah. and you can just you can always find them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You can always find them, yeah. right? Uh so I just see a lot of contracts that are going to look bad. Bad. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and then in you know, so what happens? So I think in in Pittsburgh does Ron Hextall lose his job? I think he's committed a couple of firing offenses.
0: <laughs> yeah, which one specifically?
1: Um uh, the Granlin trade, uh, you know. I mean, yeah. He's on there for five the next two years. Yeah. Um the Carter resigning, that you know, I mean just doubling down on on that. Um and it then- goes to
0: show ownership though. Like yeah. I I I always harp on yeah, but new this ownership. with the GM. It's new
1: ownership in in Pittsburgh. The Fenway Group owns. No,
0: it. no, I understand that. I understand it's new ownership. But I always I always harp on this with GMs, which is that when you see multiple GMs come in to the same team and make the same mistakes as their predecessors, right, right, y- you gotta put two and two together here. Now, if you see a GM that goes to multiple teams and makes the same mistake, then maybe. Uh, as he as he personally made in the previous team, mm-hmm. then that's maybe a him problem. But maybe, uh, yeah. uh, when you see, all I'm saying is that Ron Hextall was developed a reputation as being very patient and very calculated in Philadelphia. He goes to Pittsburgh, and all of a sudden, he's just fire sale every year and right. doing exactly what right. uh, Jim Rutherford did
2: without
1: without the team to back it up.
0: Yeah, well, without yeah.
1: without the supporting cast to back it up, yeah, that that could, yeah, yeah, and then you know you look at Washington. I I would suspect that I mean there's word that uh, um, contract talks between Peter Laviolette and the Washington Capitals for an extension are have stalled. Um, I would expect that he might be the one that pays the price there. Possibly, I mean. What's he done? What's he done? Nothing. He hasn't. He hasn't moved the needle, even a little bit. No. In Washington, not like not one iota. In fact, they're regressing as we see now.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> so. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Let's move on. Yep. All right. So before we get to our interview with Bill Guerin, which uh, was fabulous, I might add, as we did earlier today. Again, you're projecting into the future. I it's <laughs> a theme of the day. Actually my buddy and
1: I, we If we, I could project in to school, the future, in would school, I be here? My buddy and I my buddy and I had a had a thing at going in, in high school where he'd just sit there and we'd be sitting there and there'd be a bunch of people around and he'd say, Yes, Ken, yes I can. Like just out of the blue. <laughs> and then like two minutes later I'd go, Hey Gary, can you tell the future? <laughs> <laughs>
0: So I saw a thing, which was if you want to mess with your, your friend group and pick your victim, whoever that victim is, yeah, and whatever you say, follow it up with, given your history. Okay. So just be like, uh, so, you know, you guys are at a restaurant or something like that. And you, and you say, oh, uh, you know, like, Bill, like, uh, should we should we take separate cars to the restaurant, given your history? Oh, OK, yeah. Oh, Bill, you know, can we split up the check? given your history and it and it doesn't have to be malicious no you yeah, know okay. yeah. but it will always get people going what's bill's history separate cars <laughs> what did bill like crash or what you know anyways given That's your history i thought that That's was very good. funny yeah. let's uh let's talk about our last topic which is the bottom feeders
1: wow and, and it, more specifically and it's a turtle race to the bottom <laughs> wow it's very exciting
0: have you heard the story of the tortoise and the hare?
1: Uh, vaguely, yeah. 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 You know,
0: a normal person that reads the story of the tortoise and the hare as slow and steady wins the race. Yeah, a statistician reads the story of the tortoise and the hare as uh, the dangers of small sample sizes.
1: <laughs> nice, <laughs> or the dangers of stupid rabbits. <laughs> like, get get a get like. Come on. Just do all that stuff after you cross the finish line. That rabbit stopped to
0: play tennis and did all kinds of things, right? Yeah. Except for the one thing that rabbits are famous for. What? Sex. (laughs) It's like they're one thing. (laughs) Oh, they're like rabbits, those two. Well, he still
1: would have won, though, if he had done sex, because they can do it so quick.
0: Not before the big game, coach. (laughs)
1: Okay.
0: Okay. Turtle race at the bottom. Talk about it. Okay,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, you've got... We talked about how the you know at the top of the central division yeah how close it is yeah well it's it's every bit as intriguing at the bottom of the league maybe more so know. maybe more so yeah because ha, all it's at stake all that's at stake in this other one is a playoff spot or home ice advantage in the playoffs but no one here cares. is you know the the top spot in the draft
0: lottery and if you play your cards right and you get Connor Bedard and he's all that he's cracked up to be you can toil in anonymity in Edmonton for years. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying. I to- don't know
1: if I don't know if like see they, the way the playoffs they have the play or the the, the standings right now they've got Chicago in last. Uh, let's see. I mean they're all tied with fifty six points. They all have exactly the same points percentage.
0: Sorry, Chicago, Columbus, Anaheim, Columbus and Columbus and Anaheim. Clear.
1: Yeah. And but to me, I think Anaheim should be in last because they've got thirteen regulation wins. Columbus is next at 15 and then Chicago's next at 17. I'm right. not sure why they have Chicago in last place. Anyways, Anaheim's lost 8 in a row, so maybe they're maybe they're good
0: Is that good?
1: Yeah, that was that was a real setback for Chicago winning last night in Calgary.
0: Ah, uh, don't you hate it when they That's do that? It's a
1: huge setback for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what really cracks me up they is They threw
1: 2 points right out the window there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what really cracks me up is is Arizona. To be honest, and how out of it they are. Yeah. At 67 points. Yeah. That, yeah a full 11 more points than, yeah. than the three tied for bottom of the standings. Yeah. And
1: sort of Montreal's kind of gotten, uh, let's say, oh no, wait a second. Just a second. League standings. Let me check. I may have been checking something else.
0: Montreal's at uh, 28 with 66 yeah. points.
1: Yeah. Okay. So league standings. Let's check. No, they still don't have them. I last. have Anaheim at the
0: bottom. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but that's just on the NHL app.
1: Why well, I'm on the NHLmedia.com. Yes, yeah. they do have Anaheim at the bottom.
0: I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, Anaheim, Columbus, yeah. and then Chicago. Anah- yeah, which is... In reverse order. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. exactly. exactly. So,
0: so the question du jour is, who would you like to see Connor Bedard go to?
1: I would like to see Connor Bedard go to the Anaheim Ducks.
0: Wrong. Explain.
1: Right. <laughs> <Wrong>. yeah yeah <laughs> um well they didn't they did not tank this year they got they signed john uh, klingberg they, signed, they john klingberg signed john klingberg to, to a one-year to, to, deal with the full well
0: knowledge him. that they're gonna flip him. yeah probably but they knew they were tanking
1: yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if they knew they were tanking yeah as much um like to me out of those three teams two of them didn't tank and one did Right. Chicago tanked, Columbus yeah. absolutely did not tank. No. And I don't I don't think Anaheim was like super like full it was a on soft Full tank. on tanking. Yeah. Yeah. So I I just think, you know, I mean, to have him in that market, to have a guy like that in that market. Um you know, I, I'd be fine with either Columbus or Anaheim. Yeah. Uh, I think he'd regenerate and rejuvenate both both of those markets that really mm-hmm. need it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but just to see, you know, Bedard, California, you know, that, that whole thing. I think, I think that would be the league's dream. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I mean, you know, they've scored 195 goals this year. Yeah. And given up 317. Their, their goal differential is 122. Yeah. Like it's, it's unbelievable.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, Columbus so, being 102 is not that far behind them, but yes,
1: yeah. I mean, so there, yeah. I mean, there is there's obviously a rebuild going on in Anaheim. Um, you know, I mean, I I there would be le- there would be things less fun to watch than a tandem of Trevor Zegers and Connor Bedard. I don't know if that's too much of one thing on one yeah. line and too much too much dazzle um, because there's only one puck, but you know, I mean, that would be fun to watch.
0: Yeah, you might be right. (laughs) I was like, I thought that we were both going to say Columbus for sure. And as soon as you said Trevor Segris and Anaheim has been so irrelevant this year, yeah, that like usually I would. I think last year I watched them a reasonable amount because I was just just watching Trevor Segris, Mm -hmm. wanted to, you know, watch him play. They've been so irrelevant this year that there, there's just there's nothing that's made me want to turn on an Anaheim game to the point when you said Trevor Zegers, I went, oh yeah,
1: yeah, it's hard, it's hard, like, they're hard to watch,
0: right? They're so, hard to watch, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I had a similar thought, which was Johnny Gaudreau, yeah, and uh, and and um, Connor Bedard, yeah, and uh, and you throw in a Patrick Line into that mix, you know. Mhm. Um but I like I kind of agree. I mean it's the same sort of level of thinking which is that I I I don't want to necessarily reward the team that tanked the hardest for him. Right. You know.
1: Well, if if it's th- if that's your criteria then Columbus should be the place where you want him to go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know. The one thing that I take as a lesson from this though that I think is interesting is uh there is a huge disparity between what certain general managers thought their team was going to be yep. and what they turned into.
1: Well, I mean, but in Columbus a lot of it's been injuries. Like they've they've
0: they've, yeah.
1: they've 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 you know, they've they've they're in a new they're in a different stratosphere in terms of Yeah. they're in the Montreal stratosphere with with man games lost to injury. Yeah. You know. So,
0: but even yeah. Mo- if Montreal wasn't in the Montreal stratosphere, then they would not be very good still.
1: Yeah, but they, what did they have like last night? They had a hundred and seventy-seven goals out of their lineup or something last night.
0: Oh, I, I I don't know. I didn't. Have you
1: seen Nashville's forwards? Yes. No, but like right now, Matt Duchesne, Philip, oh Forthurt, yeah, yeah, and Ryan Johansson, yeah. and Alex Carrier are hurt. Yeah. You should see the guys. Like, that is the most anonymous group of forwards that I've ever seen. They spanked St. Louis, then they won an overtime against Vegas last night.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's like, it's like, yeah. That team was just destined to be a bunch of overachievers. And every time they get good players, eh, maybe not so much. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Like it's incredible. It's yeah. incredible. Like there, the
0: lesson there is don't get good players.
1: Well, no, but I mean they're very But I think somebody pointed out that the, the 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 forwards that they had on on uh on on Sunday against St. Louis. Yeah. That group of forwards, which was basically the same group they had last night, I think their collective cap hit is somewhere around Connor McDavid's twelve point five million dollars. <laughs>
0: that's unbelievable so
1: yeah so yeah but we're back to Connor bedard here um yeah i would say yeah columbus or columbus or anaheim i I don't want them going to chicago no they've had their time they've had they've had their opportunity they had their stars they got their they got their they got their time and
0: and more so than that i mean like we were robbed of so much good Connor mcdavid for the same reason that I said that I wasn't tuning into Anaheim is the same reason why, you know, I wasn't watching a lot of McDavid's earlier games in, in uh, Edmonton for his first year in the league or his second year in the league. Right? Why? Because they sucked. Yeah. Edmonton sucked. They weren't yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and Because at that point. But that's then, the way it works. That's the way it works. No, no, I, I under- you go to a
1: team that sucks and you make them better, which he's done.
0: Of course. You know? Of course. And now I'm watching a lot more Edmonton games. I, I think they're must-watch now. Yeah. They're I would wa- I would agree with you. I, 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 I'm I, not sure there's been a better team outside of Boston in the last... Since... What? The calendar turned? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I'd, I'd say you're probably right. Yeah. Um, but anyways, my, my point is to say is that if you watch... Um, bedard go to a team like anaheim or columbus then we're going to actually want to watch anaheim columbus games right if he goes to chicago there's a decent chance i still don't want to watch chicago yeah i'm just saying it yeah you know and i'm not a flipper like you i i turn on my tv i i look at the schedule and i go that's the game that i want to watch yeah okay and then i watch it okay like a crazy person
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) although it'll be interesting because i mean one of those teams is still gonna get an unbelievable consolation prize,
0: and Adam Fantilli, yeah. I, is, who is there's
1: gonna be a the, lot of who unbelievable is playing consolation this, is playing prizes this weekend in the in the Frozen Four, which right. we haven't talked about at all.
0: No, yeah. Do you want to touch on it briefly before we get out of here?
1: Well, I mean, you've got Mi- 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 Michigan, Minnesota. Yeah, that would be the dream final. Yeah. that would be the final. I think that everybody would want. Yeah, and then you've got Quinnipiac and Boston University. I think Minis- Michigan plays Quinnipiac. Boston uh Minnesota plays Boston University mm-hmm. so it's set up so that if those if Minnesota and Michigan win yeah. you've got two of the most steeped traditional programs most successful programs mm-hmm. playing against each other with you know with a boatload of future NHL talent on both teams so, yeah. yeah yeah so it'll be it'll be fun to watch it'll yeah. be it'll be must viewing I think For my
0: understanding and I'm not a draft expert right? um i but my understanding of this year is that the top 10 maybe top eight but top 10 is basically loaded completely stacked yeah but it's not after that a deep draft
1: right right and but you know what i've been around long enough to know that
0: who cares what and, anyone says? <laughs> no, well,
1: it's true. I mean yeah, like because yeah. because because you hear this all the time. Oh, it's a great draft. It's this kind of draft. It's that kind of draft. And you look back, then you look back, and every year it sort of ends up playing out almost the same. Let's
0: all fail for nail. No, Let's all suck yeah, for yeah. chuck. Yeah, but
1: you, but you know what? Like it's like it's like, you know, in the first round, the top part of the first round usually ends up being you know, being, you know, long-term players in the league, stars in the league, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next 10 are pretty good players. And then the next 10 that make hit up the rest miss. of the first round are kind of hit and miss, up and down guys. And then you've got your surprises in the fourth round where there's a Hall of Famer. And, you know, I mean, it, it kind of all ends up shaking out the sa- almost the same. I mean, you do have the outliers like the 99 draft mm. where you had the Sedins right. and that yeah. was about it yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so I mean yeah so I mean there are outliers but generally speaking it all kind of ends up coming out the same in the wash
0: you know well, what I Brian, mean? Brian Burke famously said that he felt that Morgan Riley was the best player in, in the draft that year who I believe got drafted fifth fourth fourth I think yeah well okay but
1: was that nine? No, Either it was ninety nine. No, no, that
0: wasn't ninety nine. I know. What
1: are you talking about?
0: I was talking about ninety nine. Morgan, the Neil Yakupov.
1: Oh, you're talking about I, that I, draft. I, but yeah. I was talking about the Sedin draft in ninety nine. Yeah. Okay. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. Just, but I'm just. Okay. Yes. I'm yes.
0: throwing another draft outlier out. Yeah, okay. You said ninety nine was an outlier. I'm saying that that's an outlier.
1: No, I'm just saying that ninety nine is an outlier in that it produced the Sedins and a couple of other guys and then nothing else <laughs> you know yeah. that was a really bad draft 1999
0: well, So was the Morgan Riley yeah. draft Yeah Well yeah. Neil Yakupov went first Yeah uh, uh um what's his name uh that played on Montreal and then played on the Leafs and played everywhere Alex Galchenyuk Alex was Galchenyuk, third yeah. Right and yeah. uh and and I forget who was second I don't think that he really played much in the NHL either but anyways, my, my point is is that, again... Yeah, can't...
1: Ryan Murray, he didn't play much yet. Griffin Reinhardt. No, nope. Riley went oh, yeah. fifth. You were right. Followed by Matt... Oh, good run on defensemen here, though. Yeah. Morgan Riley, Hampus Lindo, and Matt Dumba.
0: That is a good Not run bad. on defensemen. Phil
1: Forsberg at 11. Steal. Tom Wilson at 16. Oy, oy, oy. There you go. Pretty Shea at 28. So you've got, yeah. I yeah, mean, like gotta, they all—they all, yeah. all kind of,
0: yeah.
1: They all, like I said, I think they all kind of. But in that top five the range, same.
0: there was virtually nothing of that draft.
1: In the top four, there wasn't much. Yeah, number five was good.
0: Well, no, that's what. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, depends Ber- on if you Berk consider five inclusive. Berg was bang on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> one through five or one two five. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. But yeah. anyway, so yeah, so conor Bernard to Columbus. I guess that's that's what we've landed on,
0: right? That's what we've landed on. Or, or Anaheim. Or Anaheim. Yeah, yeah. We have uh we have taken no consensus and turned it into no consensus. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's the kind of quality broadcasting people come to Hockey <laughs> filter to hear. All right. Let's get to Bill Guerin. Okay.
1: Hey, everybody, the biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, in case you haven't noticed, and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with the code THPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame Moneyline line. Bet and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply.
0: All right. So up next, we're going to talk to former San Jose Shark, great the man who decided <laughs> that the salary cap was not restrictive enough. Bill Guerin can <laughs> take it away. Perfect, Bill.
1: <laughs> thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it, Bill. No um, problem. You, you know, I mean, and I was looking through your, your bio and, and, and I forgot that you played for St. Louis too. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, you were saying off camera, that was a bit of a, that was a bit of a challenge that year, wasn't
2: it? It was. Yeah. It was a crazy year. And, um, you know, I, I'd been bought out by Dallas. Um, you know, I, I, in that summer, I talked to Doug Wilson about going to San Jose uh they couldn't fit me in the cap this is the this is the cap is brand new now like
1: yeah right right you know
2: and and uh the teams were allowed a, a uh, uh i forget the word a free buyout so i got bought out and
1: yeah i was yeah, talking to doug buyout. about
2: compliance yeah buyout. compliance yeah, yeah. buyout yeah yeah. yeah. um uh, i was talking to doug about going to san jose in the summer they couldn't fit me in um so i'm like okay what's the next best option and it was you know i i really wanted to play with Dougie Waite and Keith Kachuk at some point in time. And that St. Louis uh, opened up. So I went there. We weren't very good. Um, And, uh, you know, it was a tough move for our family. We were really happy in Dallas. yeah. But, you know, they gave me the opportunity. I I lifted my no trade at the deadline and and went to San Jose. Um, I played okay during the the regular season, but I just didn't have a good playoffs and, my season ended horribly. I, I got hit in the face with a slap shot uh, by by Christian Airhoff. <laughs> Friendly fire. Yeah. And, I mean, he could really wire it. And, yeah. And that was – He had a heavy, that heavy shot. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, heavy shot. <laughs> Good guy. He felt so bad. I, I felt bad for him. But, um, yeah, I mean, it hit me, like, right right here, and I was out. And that was the end to a very, very – long
1: year well you know i mean bleeding in the brain is never fun i would think um no that yeah <laughs> that,
2: that, that's what it was too and yeah, yeah no, but then I, you
1: then you yeah, then you exactly, move on I mean, yeah then you move yeah, on, you and, move you end on up, and you end up in pittsburgh you know, and great things happen so you know well i end, end up with the over. islanders first yeah i know but yeah yes yeah 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 yeah,
2: yeah and then i yeah. yeah and you know what that's the way things go and you know what? I I I have to be honest. I I enjoyed my time everywhere I played. Right. You know there are great things to everywhere you can play in the National Hockey League. You know what? There's there's give and take. You know some places have better weather. Some places have a better arena. Some places yeah, have. Yeah. yeah. You know whatever. But there's there's a good there's good to every place, and I I really enjoyed St. Louis, and I really enjoyed San Jose. Good. It's just, there's, Bill, there's good stuff.
1: Yeah, Bill. I I I think of. You know, I've been around for a long time covering this game, and there are guys that I feel like were just born to play hockey. They're just born, just put on this earth to play hockey. And I put you in with with that group because I think the thing that sets guys like you apart from others is the passion that you bring to the game. Just, you know, I mean, you played – with every bit of passion you possibly could you kept playing until you couldn't play anymore. You know, you're now involved in management, you're back in the game. Um, and, and I want to talk about that passion for a little bit because it, it you know, when the U S wins the miracle on ice, you're nine years old. That is roughly the same age I was in 1971 when the Montreal Canadiens won the Stanley cup. And that's what, Hooked me. That's what captivated me. I like. I really liked hockey before then. I was really into it, but that's for me. That's when it became a passion. And I'm wondering for you, was the Miracle on Ice was that that moment for you, or or were you at the age of nine? Were you already all in and and you know just just playing and, and wanting to wanting to do this?
2: By the age of nine. Uh, and thank you, by the way. I, I take that as a big compliment. I, I do, and I, I love this game and. It's been since the first time I I just ever put on skates. I, I can't even remember that far back, but hockey's just it's just in my blood, and yeah. it's such a big part of my life. Um, I, I love the game, and you can tell the guys that really do. I agree with you. Um, the miracle I, w- I was already into hockey, um, okay. but the the miracle on ice that the miracle on ice was the moment that yes, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Like, I, I want to do that. Those, That team is so special to me. And that moment, it really uh, kind of helped shape my, my ambition and, um, you know, my goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I wanted to play in the Olympics, too. Like, yeah. I remember after my sophomore year of college, uh, you know, I was drafted by the Devils and Lou called me. And my dad and I flew down to New Jersey. Um, I think Lou would have signed me right then and there. And, and I probably could have played. But he said, you know, if you had your choice, because pros weren't allowed in the Olympics yet.
1: Exactly. So he said, yeah. you
2: know, if, if, if you had your choice between playing for the New Jersey Devils next year um, or playing for the Olympic team, what would you do? And I said, I, I didn't feel like I was ready to just jump right into the NHL. Uh, maybe I was, yeah. uh, but I, I just didn't think so. And I wanted to play in the Olympics, and that's what I told him. I said, "I, I think I'd love to play in the Olympics." And by the end of February next year, I'll I'll turn pro. Sure. And he thought it was a good plan. He's like, "Good, okay, then that's what we'll do." Um, you know, I, I ended up getting cut from that team the last day of uh, our, our oh, tour, gosh. but uh, that was oh. it. Was a real heartbreaker. Um, <laughs> but you know, I was fortunate enough to. To, to play in three um, when yeah. NHLers were allowed to play in. It. And it was yes, a huge, yeah. it was a huge thrill for me. So yeah, the Miracle on Ice team was, was uh, yeah, very impactful in my life.
1: Jeez, you and Don Waddell, both like the last cuts from the Olympic team. Don yeah, Waddell was perfect. like one of the last cuts from the 1980
0: yeah. team. Both yeah. we <laughs> to becoming a general manager of yeah. the NHL, as it turns out.
1: Exactly. I, I just, I actually just, before we get to your team, I want to stay on USA Hockey for a little while for a little while longer. And I look and I see, you know, David Poyle's obviously transitioning out. There's a void there with USA hockey. If the NHL goes back to the Olympics, I think a tandem of Bill Guerin and Chris Drury would be a great <laughs> GM tandem for team USA. Um, and I'm wondering, you know, d- is that something that you would aspire to do bill? And secondly, if so, have you, have you found yourself maybe, writing lineups on the back of a napkin and going, holy shit, we got a good team.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, Chris, Chris and I were supposed to be, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, together for the last Olympics that that fell through for the NHLers, but um, you know, he's a very good friend and somebody that I have tons of respect for. There are a lot of really good young, uh, you know, US GMs out there and, yeah, uh, U.S. born GMs, and we've learned from guys like David Poyle and Lou and Donnie Waddell and
0: um, you know, it,
2: it, USA Hockey's come so far. Um, the the you know we used to have we used to have real high end guys, but just not as big a pool as you know Canada or the other the other countries. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. now, yeah. now I think because of you know the development, uh, not just the development program. Uh, because of the entire development of their their system and what they built, um, you know, you do know, The players just aren't coming from the NTDP. They're they're coming from all over the place. You know, you see now the players are coming from. I mean, Austin Matthews is from Phoenix or Scottsdale, Arizona. You know. Um, You know, uh, there's kids coming from California, from Texas, Florida. Florida. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's all over the place. So USA Hockey's done a great job, and yeah, you know what we we have we have choices now. Yeah, and and um and that's a that's a great thing, and they're difficult choices, but we have them, and that's what you want.
1: Yeah, I remember. I remember. I can remember a time when guys were putting together World Championship teams in the U.S. and they were like looking into, you know third line Canadian guys. Hey, d- you know, was one of your parents born in the U S you know, maybe we can get right. you on our team somehow. You know what I mean? And right, now right. it's like, as you say, now it's like, there's going to be some heated debate over who's going to be on this team. And I, I mean, I know Canada's got Connor McDavid. I know that. I realize it. And there's a lot of great players in Canada. I don't know if you put to get, if you put the U S roster and the Canadian roster side by side, I got to go with the U S I gotta go to the yeah. US right now.
0: Well, I don't know. I yeah. think
2: that they're gonna leave Phil Kessel out again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, really I like. Phil. Yeah. Maybe he'll get back in there.
1: You never know. Now, you never know. You,
2: you know what? the The thing is that bring like you mentioned the World Championships. We we, you know, for me, I'd like I'd like to see more of i a, a, I'd like to see a bigger commitment from from a lot of our younger players to go over there. Actually, I, I think in the past, you know, we've had Seth Jones yeah. go over. We've had. You know, even Kaner went over. Um, you know, I think Johnny Goudreau went a couple of years ago. But we need, we need this 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 younger generation of guys going. Yeah. You know, we need guys yeah. wanting to go. I, I know, like if the Swedish or Finnish or Russian or Canadian player is is not in the playoffs, he's they're gone. chomping at the bit to go to the the world championships, that's, that's what we need. We, we want guys to come. We want to win that. We need to start doing better in that, that tournament we've meddled a few times, but it's, I think it's very important. And, you know, especially for guys guys who don't play in the playoffs. Because that's where
1: you learn. That's where you learn. I think bill, that, that, that that's where you learn how to play internationally. Right. Uh, on the bigger ice. And, 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 well, I mean, now it's sometimes they're playing on NHL ice. But, like, I, I go back to the Czech Olympic team in 98. Like, you know, Yaroslav Spacek. Like, nobody knew who that guy was. They had a bunch of guys on that team that nobody knew who they were. But they were great international players because they had all that experience playing together and playing in that
2: situation. Yeah, I agree. And it's yeah. a different game. It's it, yeah. it and. And you need to see, you need to see players playing in meaning, meaningful games. Yeah. Not just regular NHL seasons. That's right. You you need to play for championships. You need to play in pressure situations. And mm-hmm. and I, I just think that that's really important for young players. Just don't cruise through eighty two games, miss the playoffs, and then you're done. Yeah. No, so you need you need to to. Uh, be, you need to learn how to play in those situations. You need to, you know, uh, be in pressure situations and do all that. It's really important um, yeah. for when you're, you're thinking about, you know, world cup teams and Olympic teams and things like that.
1: Exactly. So, so Bill, let's, let's turn our attention now to the Minnesota wild. Um, I, I mean, I could ask you when Kirill Kaprazov coming back or whatever, but it doesn't, I, I want to <laughs> talk about other things. I, I want like, the first thing I want to talk about is like, the top of the central division, like it's it's not tight. It's hermetically sealed right now. You know, yeah. I mean, three teams with the same number of points. Colorado has one fewer game, so they're up on the on the other two. Like, how important is this? Like, like I mean, we sit here in Toronto, right? And the narrative has been the whining about. Oh they're going to have to play Tampa in the first round and two of the best teams in the NHL. One of them's going to be out after the first round and it's so unfair. But, you know, I look at a scenario where if Dallas wins that division, you're playing the you're playing the the, the defending Cup champs in the first round. Um, yeah. How how important is it for you guys to get that top seed and, you know, maybe I mean, you're going to have to play everybody anyways, but but maybe yeah. get that get that draw like a Calgary or a Winnipeg in the first round rather than a Colorado or a Dallas. How important is that?
2: Well, I, I think, you know, and I, I, I tried downplaying it a little, you know, a couple weeks ago, and I, I, I changed my tune. It would be nice to win it. You know what? Yeah. For the, you know, you got to be careful in trying to pick your matchup because they're all good teams. And, but I, I just think it would be nice for, you know, uh, for our team. It'd be nice to to, to win the division. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, and, and going back to the playoffs, we, we went we went through it and we did. Okay, let's. What if it were, what if it was one through eight? And if you go through it,
1: doesn't change that much. It,
2: it doesn't change anything. I know, I know. <laughs> and you know, what we even did, we even went through it. We just listened them just for fun. You know, what, let's let's go back to like you know, the seventies and early eighties where we went one through 16. Yeah. It doesn't change anything there. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, good teams are going home early. And, right. um, so, so I, I mean, I've even changed my tune on that too. Like it's just cool. There are good teams and it's hard. It's hard to win. You have to beat these good yeah. teams and yeah. it's just, you know, they're, they're teams honestly that, that, that gave up first rounders and second rounders and prospects to, to get their players and do all this stuff. And yeah, they might go home.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's interesting that you, you talk about the format because I mean, there's been an awful lot of talk about that and, you know, having play-ins and that kind of thing for me, Bill, like this is not the Saginaw silver stick. This is the NHL, no play-ins, you know, top six, top eight teams get in it it's supposed to be hard to make the playoffs. You you're supposed to be really good to make the playoffs, and I just like it the way it is now. Half the teams get in, half the teams go home.
2: Yeah, I think you know, and I've, I've had this conversation with other general managers too, and you know, I, I I can see both sides. Yeah, but I also remember you know when I when I broke into the league in the ninety one ninety two season, there were twenty one teams. And yeah. sixteen made it, you know. Right. So I, I think there was a little bit of, you kind of knew, you knew who fourteen of those teams were going to be, and then you, you know, maybe the last two teams were, were a little different. So it made it. The games in October and November were just not as important as they are today.
1: Right. Right. So,
2: so being, being. You know, having 32 teams now and still only 16 spots, every game is big. Yeah. And I, I think that's one of the great things about our league now yeah. is that yeah. every game is big. Like, yeah. you need, you have must-wins at the end of October.
1: Right. Tell Yeah, and tell that to Calgary. I mean, they got swept by Chicago in the season series, and it may very well end up costing them a playoff spot. So th- right. that might be their season right there. Um, Bill, I, I – I look at the trade deadline, and I remember a couple of years ago, I did a piece on you for the Hockey News, and, and this was just before the trade deadline two years ago, and you said, yeah, I want to be that guy. I want to be the guy making the big deals at the deadline because you, you hadn't had your chance to do that yet. And, I mean, you've swung for the fences the last couple of years. You got Marc-Andre Fleury two years ago, or last year, and you got, um, and you got John Klingberg this year. But to me, when I look at the deadline, I look at those sort of trades that sort of go under the under the uh, under the radar a little bit. That everybody goes afterwards. Well, there you go. You know, it's like Michael Kempney going to Washington. It's like Michael Handsu's going to L.A. It's like Ron Hainsey going to Pittsburgh when you were there, and Justin Schultz, guys like that, right? And for me, right. that that trade for me with your team is Marcus Johansson. And, like, just, just like, to me, and, and I mean, Matt Boldy has been, he and Matt Boldy have been magical together. Uh, I just, you know, I'm just wondering what you saw in him that made you think that he would be as, well, maybe you didn't think he was going to be as good as he's been, but he's been terrific.
2: He's been fantastic. Um, You know, and and we had the luxury of having, Jojo before, so we we knew him mm-hmm. as a person mm-hmm. and his character and all that yeah. stuff. Um, you know, we we had been talking to other teams about you know some other similar type players uh, to get somebody with Boldy. Uh, a couple things fell through, and and we're like, you know, we we really need to like revisit the J- Johansson uh, situation, and and you know, the thing we like about him is that he just. He skates so uh, so fluidly, like effortlessly, and and can really just he can just transport the puck, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's it's just not a it's not a it it comes naturally to him, and we just thought that between bold, I mean, bolds is great. Um, He's he's not the fastest guy in the league, yeah. You know, uh, Eric Sinek, same thing. Like he he's a he's a big body. He skates well, but but Jojo just kind of he can just fly. And that was kind of the element that that line was was really missing. So that's kind of where he, he fit in. Um, and he's just, yeah, he's been outstanding. Like we we have been, I mean, how can you not be super happy about uh, his play? You know, he's been great.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, he's just, he's Swedish. So, you know. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, we,
2: I mean, we cornered the market.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's like the least. He's like the least high maintenance person in the world because he's Swedish. He just plays and isn't impressed with himself and just goes out and does his job. And well, is he's really just
2: good. A, <laughs> yeah, he's really good. He's just a pro and like yeah, he's like he's low maintenance. He's he's a good person and and um, yeah, he's just he's great to have around. And, and you know he's got very close. He's got close friends on the team. And like I said, we cornered the market on Swedish players. Um, <laughs> but they're they're just they're great guys.
1: Speaking of Matt Boldy, Bill, I'm wondering how well you sleep at night these days knowing that you were proactive and, and got that deal done and got, eight, got him at, on a $7 million cap hit, which if his trajectory continues, is going to look like a pretty good deal.
2: Yeah, I, I, I'm happy we got ahead of it and, and started talking when we did. Um, you know, I, I think right now, you know, everybody says, oh, that's going to look good. That deal is going to look good. Well, it's going to look good for both of us because we think we got a fair value for Matt. And, you know, Matt is I think he's turned 22 today. Um, oh, okay.
1: yeah. You know,
2: he's making 22. He's making <laughs> going to be making seven million bucks a year. Uh, that's good for him too.
1: We forget, we forget that. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. It's, it's not a, it's not a one way street. It's a two way street. And I, yeah. I feel like, I feel, uh, you know, we'll be smiling watching Matt play for the next, uh, the next seven years on that deal. And Matt will be smiling every two weeks when that, when that paycheck comes through.
1: Nice. Um, Bill, you know, I mean, we, we were talking Dylan and I were talking off camera or uh, it was we earlier in do the podcast we don't do that. about uh, yeah no we don't about <laughs> uh about like people whining about the salary cap and you know how restrictive it is and you know that you've got you know you might have a third line guy making 5 million dollars and how it how it completely cripples you and everything and we're th- and I'm sitting there going yeah try 15.8 million dollars in dead cap space and then two years of almost fifteen, I mean, you know, th- your job. Uh, and, and, but but this team is not obviously not using that as an excuse. You know, y- you are on an upward trajectory, but it 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 sort of it sort of sort of emphasizes that need to, you know, get the Marcus Johansons at the trade deadline to to sign. You know, to find the Connor Doers, to find the Brandon Newhames, to find the the. Um, uh, the uh, Mason Shaws, you know, guys like that, and I know that when you were in Pittsburgh, you guys were great at that. Like, you just kept finding these Brian Rusts and all these other guys that just seemed to be, you know, on the cusp of doing something pretty good, you know. And then, and then they came in and did it, you know. And and I am wondering for you, for you, like, is that what you are going to have to do the next couple of years here while you? You know, deal with this salary cap. Uh, you know, penalty.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, and I, I'm I'm a very lucky guy. I've got a uh, I've got a group of extremely smart guys uh, that that I'm, I'm surrounded by, and each and every day they come up with creative ways to, you know, uh, get around our problems, and and we work well together, and and I think our situation now is going to make. It's going to make me a better general manager. It's going to make us a better hockey operations group in the future. And I, I think, w- even when we get out of this cap hell, um, this is the way I want to operate. Because
1: yeah, yeah,
2: I just think it's more efficient if you, you know, if you just go and. and chase the shiny new toy, I, I think you can get yourself in a lot of trouble. I think that's absolutely. when you sign,
1: absolutely that's when you sign
2: a lot of bet. You know, we, we've Matt sells um, who, who runs our analytics and, and strategy department is, uh, you know, he calls July one free agency, the day of mistakes. Yep. And, and you, you really can make some mistakes and, oh, yeah. you know, we've got to be really careful in, in, you know, where we allocate our money and we have to do that now. So, you know, I mean, talk to me in two years. I might I might just be throwing money out the window, but um, yeah. I, I, I just I like the way we operate right now, and yeah. I, I think we yeah. we get good value for guys. And I think guys want to play here. You know, they you know, well, why wouldn't you? They, they understand our situation. We've got a great coaching staff. We've got a great market. We've got a great owner who who uh, you know doesn't give a There's no excuses because we've got the best. We get we get the best of everything here, and it's a great yeah. place to be. Yeah. So we have guys that want to be here.
0: Yeah. Sorry, can I just say if 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 being competitive in cap hell, as you self described it, if that's cap hell, I I really am kind of curious what cap heaven's going to look like for you guys. Is that just like
2: a well, shoe in Stanley? Yeah,
1: but be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. No,
2: and I yeah. I, I, I do I. I, I think it's just the cap heaven is just more flexibility. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. it's not yeah. the it's not the ability to just go out and sign whoever you want. I think it's just the flexibility of yeah. uh, of trying to improve your team.
1: This forces you to play on your toes a little more, you know, yeah. <laughs> in that respect.
2: You know, and, wife... and I'm proud of the fact that we still we still. At the end of the deadline, I think we added $13 million cap yep. Yep. for under a million dollars cash. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it, yeah, it, it's that. I mean, hey, look, I got, I'm, I'm never the smartest guy in the room. I'll tell you that right now. And that's the way I like it. You are in this room. I listen to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. It, I think and, so. <laughs> and, and that's the way I like it. Well, that's, that's, that's the way I like
1: it. Yeah, that's what the smartest guy in the room always says. I'm not the smartest guy in the room. So good. But my, my No, I'm really not. <laughs> I want to draw an analogy here. My wife is 95 pounds. And, like, she'll step on the scale and she'll go, oh, I, I feel fat. I gained a half a pound. I gained a pound or whatever. And I always <laughs> tell her, like, don't ever say that in front of other women because you'll get beat up. Right. Like, don't say that. Don't say that. And I, I think of, now I think of you and like, I must, you must want to like punch another GM when he says, Oh yeah, I've got $3 million in dead cab space. You know, It's just, it's (laughs) killing me. It's just, it's just crippling me. You must, you just want to, must want to just haul off and drift the guy.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, take a step in our world. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, Exactly.
2: Honestly, we, we, the players don't care. Like yeah. they don't want to hear it. Yeah. We don't want to hear it. We just, you know what? Like we, like we say, players play coaches, coach managers will manage. We'll take care of all this stuff. It, it, will, we'll find a way. And, and you know, we, I think we've done a pretty good job. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with you.
0: I have just a weird sort of niche question that might be a little bit too much of a peek behind the curtain in terms of how your staff meetings go. But do you ever refer to the dead cap space as if it's a player?
2: Do you ever go like,
0: well, you know, if, like, Capsie could, you know, get a few more points for that $15 million bucks for paying him, you know, then we'd really be somewhere, you know? Like, do you ever kind of?
1: I don't think he does. We, no? No. We,
2: we No, we don't refer to him as a player. See, I said him. Yeah. Um, but we do say, you know, so I think we're $12 million this year. And we do say, boy, could you imagine having – Two six million dollar forwards in this lineup,
1: yeah.
2: Or you know a, a six million dollar defenseman and a six million dollar like another defenseman and another forward or yeah. whatever, and it just you know that's kind of dreaming. But you know yeah. our, our, our day will come. You know yeah. our day will come.
1: Yep. Yeah. Mount well, you're you're well on your way. Who's your playoff goalie?
2: I don't know yet. Who's taking the crease? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. You know, that'll be a discussion that me and our coaches have. And um, yeah, we'll see. We, we, we've we got good options, that's for sure.
1: See, what I like about you, Bill, is like you just, you know, like you don't, like you told me, like you don't go in the dressing room. You're not in the dressing room. You're, you 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 almost never go in the dressing room, right? Like that's kind of the player spot. And you realize that having been a player. And I, I would yeah. suspect that, you know, that that will be something that, you know, your coaches will discuss and they'll, they'll talk to you about it, but I would think they have a pretty good feel for who should do it. And, and you'll just sort of, you'll go with it and it'll, it won't be a, like, I, I don't see a burgeoning goaltending controversy here.
2: No, no. And you know what? I, I, you're right. I'm, I'm around, uh, to make sure things are going well, to get the to get kind of the heartbeat of of what's going on. Things are going, you know, if, if guys are down, if the guys are up, if you know things aren't going smoothly, that's kind of why I'm around to have that feel. When it comes to things like, you know, the playoff goalie or whatever, I'm I'm a support guy. I yeah yeah you know go in and and you know Dino and the coaches can bounce things off me. I give them my opinion. Um, we've talked things through ultimately it's it's going to be Dean's decision he's the head coach but we have got to go through the process um, uh, or for you in Canada the process the process it's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's yeah, something I, I've got my it,
1: mobile phone not my mobile yeah phone yeah yeah, right yeah. Here. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's
2: <laughs> um that's the way we that's the way we operate here and it's uh, it's worked you know it, it's collaborative nobody Nobody's looking for the credit or, you know, we, we all work together.
1: Yeah. And I think that just basically what you want to avoid is, uh, you know, Alan Walsh tweeting out a picture of Marc-Andre Fleury getting a sword <laughs> through his back with the words Bill Guerin written on it. So there you go. <laughs> That's all you want to avoid. No, but... Alan and
2: I have talked about that. We're good. I think we're in a good oh.
1: spot. <laughs> oh, are yeah. you
2: Good. good. <laughs>
1: You always want to be on Allen's good side.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. He's one of those guys. He, yeah, he's he just, very dedicated you know, to his players. He loves. Oh his man, players. I remember
1: one time I wrote something about Flurry, and it wasn't like I think it was like yeah they made the right choice choosing Leonard over Flurry in the playoffs, and like he didn't talk to me for like a month. <laughs> like and and like I'm texting him, and I'm like, hey, Allen, like are you freezing me out? And he just sends me. He doesn't say anything. He just sends me the story that I wrote about it and I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about this. So we did and everything's cool, but Alan Walsh is not a guy you want to get on the run side of. No, you
2: don't. You know what? The one thing I love about Alan and a lot of the agents, but Alan, he's very passionate about his guys. He and, sure is. You no, know, especially yeah. he's had some, you know, like, like flower, like he's been flowers been with him since he's like 15 years old. Right. You know, that's right. a, that's right. a strong relationship. And right. Um, You know, I was fortunate to have that with my agent, Bob Murray, you know, out of Boston. And uh, it is it is critical for a player to have that support and to have somebody that is really looking out for you. I mean, really looking out for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there there are a lot of there are a lot of good agents out there, guys that I like to do.
1: There are. I think, yeah, I think for the most part, you know, like anything, there's bad ones ones that give that give people a bad name. But but generally speaking, they're pretty darn good people and some of some of them i know very well and some of them yeah. even count as friends so yeah
2: yeah oh, it's great. yeah and again, I, I do too
1: yeah and again you know I, i'll sort of put a bow on this by just saying that all this goes back to what we talked about at the beginning and that's that's passion for the game like mm-hmm. i mean you know that that's what it's all about like i've been you know, I've played hockey very, very badly. I still play hockey very, very badly. I've refereed hockey. I've coached hockey. I've all r- badly. I've written, yeah, written about hockey badly. I, I mean, it's been my life. And, like, so it's my passion, right? And and I think that's what, you know, that's what you have. That's what you have to have. It just comes back to just loving this game and and just, you know, that that's what drives us all, you know?
2: Yeah. I I think so. And you know what, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to go to a lot of things like, um, you know, like the general manager's meeting and, and, or the board of governors meetings. And I, I see like, you know, I, I see like Glenn Sather, like, you know, slats probably has enough money to retire (laughs) or, 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 (laughs) or step, or step away from the game or whatever. But, you're not he loves the the game. budget. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. But, yeah, yeah. but you know what? He loves the game, yeah. you know, and like guys like Cliff Fletcher, they were around forever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you see Jimmy Rutherford still working and like, that's, that's, that's what yeah. I want to do. Like, right, I, man. I love the game like that. I, I want, those guys are such great role models. Um, for me, you know, you look at Lou, I, I, I forget how old Lou is now, but still as a general manager and David and, that's what I want to do. I, I love the game. My, my, listen, I have a great family. I have a great wife and four awesome kids. And, um, they, they, they are so good and so supportive to me, but like, I need, I also need my thing too. And and my thing is hockey. I need it.
1: I think you might, I think you might, you just want to be around long enough to fleece Lou and, and slat, well, not slats so much because he doesn't do much, but just to get back at them for you know how many times you cross swords <laughs> with them when you were a player.
2: <laughs> yeah, Two outs Lou and Slats. Yeah, I I I brought a knife to a gunfight. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, but I mean that that that's uh, that's that's it's interesting because I'm sure as much as you know, and and it wasn't it wasn't terribly acrimonious in either case. Uh, you know, but, but, you know, I mean, you, you you talked about this, that you probably have taken a lot of pages from their manual when you're dealing with players now and and how you approach the job now. Like you've probably heard from all those guys and, you know, right down to like guys like, you know, obviously Jimmy, when you worked with him and, and, and even, even Ray Shiro and guys like that, like you're, you're taking from all of what those guys taught you and what you your, your interactions with them and you're, you're using it right now.
2: A hundred percent. I am everything that I've experienced as a player and, you know, as an assistant GM, I'm using now and all the, it's, I guess going back to like the, the passion for hockey, a lot of it too is it's the people in the game. You just love yeah. the people in the game and, and what you learn in the business and the competitiveness, but it's the people. And, yep. you know, I, I have learned a great deal from, the people that I've been in contact with. And uh, you know, I'm I'm not just a better general manager for it, I'm a better person for
1: it. Right. Right. Mm. That's that's so true, I yeah. eh, Bill. Like like when you talk to like I've talked to a lot of retired players and it's like, what do you miss the most about the game? Well, I don't miss working out. I don't miss preparing for the season. I don't miss playing eighty-two games in a row and getting hurt and everything. I miss the guys in the room. I miss the guys in the room. And now that I'm kind of sort of st- stepping back a little bit it's the same for me i miss i miss the office i miss the guys in the office i miss the press box a little bit what i still hell? go but yeah <laughs> but that's yeah. it it's it's the people and you're right you're bang on about that it's the people in the game and bill garen you are one of the great people in the game oh, thank, thank you, you for doing this thank you for doing this i appreciate it and thank you for taking the time and good luck the rest absolutely of the way.
2: no i've enjoyed it thanks Ken. i always. uh I always love talking and we've had great conversations over the air and I appreciate you having me on your show. Excellent. Thanks. Thanks.
0: Well, thanks so much for listening to hockey and filter the podcast this week with Ken Campbell. Don't forget to subscribe to kencampbell.substack.com dot for this podcast directly into your inbox. And of course, Ken's other excellent writing. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at hockey. filter at Ken underscore Campbell 27 at underscore Dylan Wah. And subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to leave a review. That's a lot of things not to forget, but also one more thing. Don't forget to tune in next week.